everyone, and welcome to episode 70 of Connectivity. I'm Scott Thompson. We've got two segments for you this week. Starting things off, we have a segment about the recent Nintendo Direct. That's with Neil, Patrick, Mike, and Tyler. And after that, we have another game of Who Wants to Be a Nintendo Wear with Andy, Tyler, and Nathan. Enjoy. Hey, and welcome to another fun, fantastic episode of Connectivity. I'm your host, Neil Ronahan, and with me today to discuss all about Nintendo's really surprisingly good Nintendo Direct, we've got Mike Sklens. I seem to be made of yarn. Yeah, Patrick Barnett, who I think might have a big X in stylized handwriting right (laughs) on top of him. And Tyler Olu, who's off, I don't know, like jerking off Hideki Kamiya or something, I don't know. Yeah, probably. Do you want to touch me? (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, we've made references to a lot of the other announcements, but we'll start with what I guess is probably the the biggest news, despite the fact that most of it was just a cock tease for like two or three years in the future, and that's the big Zelda news. Um, First off, Wind Waker HD. How do we all feel about that? That's the best news of the whole damn show. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I think that, that'd be number one or number two for me. I didn't I didn't know least. I wanted it. I never finished Wind Waker on GameCube, so Oh you're I, a <laughs> Wow. See that's that's my uh Wait, did you get did you get stuck on the Triforce hunt? Maybe. I can't remember. Uh, no way. I, I got stuck in like the Forbidden Fortress at some point. I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I'm in a you barrel. You got stuck in, the, in the fortress where you have to sneak around right at the beginning of the game. <laughs> no, I think you go back. I don't you do, know. It got uh, weird. Like halfway through? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was like, and I was like, I'll check a guide, and then I'm sure something else. Yeah, I mean, well, I actually, I didn't beat it until a couple years after it came out, but I've actually had the urge to go back and play it again, because I have come to adore that game, so this HD remake seems to be the perfect excuse to go revisit it in the fall. I I wonder because they kind of talked about how they might have some gameplay tweaks, and I, and I wonder if they're going to add any of the dungeons that were reported to have been cut from the game, like that. The real egregious ones, the one that what is it, Jabun or Jabba Jabu or whatever he's called in Wind Waker, where you just basically just get the third pearl in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I, I'm hoping so. Um, the common like what's going around is as soon as that's brought up, people are like they said they're like, oh, we're going to fine tune the gameplay. Yeah. They if 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 they had new content that they would surely promote new content. Yeah. Um, but I don't I don't necessarily agree with that. Um. But that is something that's kind of making. Yeah. I, I I would say it's probably unlikely that we'll see any kind of new substantial content to the game. But I would not rule it out. I would think if point. they do it, it'll be some sort of master quest thing where you can yeah. still play the original and it's like you know basically basic original format versus yep, yep. master quest mode like they do with Ocarina now. Um, do you guys have any qualms with how it looks? Because that seems to be bubbling a lot. No. I mean, at the end of the day, I really don't, but there is something to be said about losing the, the beauty of the cell shading, but I understand kind of the process to make it HD that probably wouldn't have looked as good. I think it looks better now. I think it looks great. <laughs> I, I mean, I, either way, the art design of that game is fantastic. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm just glad it's not like... The typical like blue point upresing that we yeah. just come to expect. Like this, yeah, this is like, a ground up remake. Yeah, it's yep. being reworked. Like it looks crazy. I loved how cash it was. Like he was just like, oh man, look at these. We were just trying to see different art styles. By the way, uh, Wind Waker HD. This one. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. 
I, I, I wish I participated in that reveal, but I was catching up for behind. And that was actually like, the first thing that, that I saw mentioned when I hopped on Twitter. Um, so anyways, the other big news was Anuma was there to talk about just the Zelda games in general. And E.J. Anuma, he's been responsible for the Zelda series, I think, since Majora's Mask. Uh, I believe yeah. he directed Majora's Mask, might have directed Wind Waker. I know he was just in a producing role on uh, on Skyward Sword, and he's kind of the Zelda Uber producer at this point. But he yeah, was talking about... Now. Yeah, he was talking about, and I'm reading from our news story, rethinking Zelda structure, such as having to make progress alongside a scenario, beating dungeons one by one in a predetermined order, and playing alone. These are aimed at modernizing Zelda, i.e. remaking in the style that is attractive to current gamers. He confessed that they have tackled a similar challenge in the development of Skyward Sword, but cannot change the linear structure. And it kind of seems that what, what Anuma was getting at is that it's going to be more possibly an open-world-like game, you know, a non-linear experience. Yeah, sounds kind of skyrim Yeah, and maybe even with some multiplayer. And it just sounds like... Zelda 1, like, you could go yeah. anywhere and do the dungeons in ridiculous orders. Yeah. I, I really hope they go that route as opposed to just, like, let's make Dark Souls or something like that. <laughs> I guess, like, the uh, the scary thing is, like, well, maybe I'm just reading too much into it, but the whole, <clears throat> like, playing it solo, playing it by yourself, I yeah. think, like, that that's something that's weird. I'm like, oh, this is something co-op. I'm sure it would be good. But I feel still... it would probably just be some kind of drop-in, drop-out, like, oh, here's a second player who can also fight alongside Tangle you, but it doesn't really affect <laughs> this... Not Tingle Tuner, but, you know, it doesn't really affect the story, but it's a full, basically a full second playable Link, like maybe Sheik or something, you know, or, oh, you can pop in and help Link defeat bosses, or, in your, you know, if you're there or not, I don't think it would affect the story. Honestly, that sounds kind of shitty. I don't want that. Yeah. Like, I mean, they they need to tread lightly on this, and I, I think my true colors are coming out when it comes to Zelda, and that there is a kind of comfort in the structure to me. I mean, that's part of the reason why I think I liked Skyward Sword as much as I did, which seemed to be proportionately more than most people, and that's because there's a kind of beauty in the structure of those games, and it's, it's comfort food to a degree. It's why I look forward to new Zelda games, because I know that I'm going to get that kind of, that kind of feeling, you know, that exploration, those dungeons, those puzzles, and... Well, it's going to be, uh, yeah. like, a molecular gastronomist's take on meatloaf. Like, it's going to be meatloaf, and it's going to be comfort food, but they're going to do something weird, like, I don't know, cover it in jelly or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's why, like, my, my immediate reaction to this is getting really defensive and being like, well, don't fuck with it too much, douche. But, but I think that... I, I don't think Nintendo will fuck up this series. I have faith in them. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Do, do you feel that there's any sort of, like, um, okay, like, you can get away with it once, we can't get away with it again, in that when he, how he said, like, we tried this with Skyward Sword, but we couldn't get away from the linearity of it. Like, is there anything that's like, well, maybe you're saying you're doing all this stuff again, and then yeah. it's going to be just as it was before. Uh, and that's the only yeah, thing definitely. that... Yeah, it's just kind of weird. I don't know, I mean, I don't I know why they're surprised. now saying, oh, well, we couldn't do it. Like, what was the... What, what was preventing them there? Like, they had... A long time ago. I understand why they couldn't do all they wanted to do. I think I think they were really. Stuff. I think a lot of it was they were really trying to tie it to Ocarina, like really tightly. And since if you're going to keep things really tightly knit on the story side, it probably makes it harder to make the gameplay a little looser. Well, don't they usually still develop those games, but like the gameplay first and then the story second? 
It, I mean, I recall oh, yeah, there yeah. being something with Skyward Sword where they talked about that. Yeah. I mean, back when the game was still in development, they had a lot of the gameplay in place and a lot of the mechanics, but they didn't have the story set yet. Yeah, but they did, at the end of the day, though, they did still tie it back to Ocarina yeah. heavily, so. I mean, I'd be they curious. They were clearly using it as an inspiration for, you know, like, oh, here's a water temple and, the, the you know, the names, and it lines up like, it just seems, it's, it's not some random, uh, like, game where it's in some totally different universe. Yeah. It's distinctly tied to Ocarina. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think that really, like, hinders your structure. Because even still, I mean, I liked some of the changes they made to Skyward Sword. I love the way that the dungeons and the overworld blur together. I mean, there are things that I don't like, but more often than not, I liked what they did in that game. I I love that game. Yeah, I thought it was great. So yeah, let's move on to some more news. And we got some more game reveals. Actually, uh, I mean, counting this up, there's like, depending on how surprising some of these are, about four to six new games were announced. Uh, one of them is a Yarn Yoshi, which is the seemingly tentative title for Let's Yoshi's so. Epic Yarn. <laughs> yeah. um, it's a good field-developed game. There are the guys who developed uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn and Wario Land Shake It. Uh, this is their first game on Wii U, and it's been about three years since Kirby's Epic Yarn, so it totally makes sense that this game will probably be a fall 2013 release. And basically, I mean, it's it's Yoshi all yarnified, and it's a platformer. Uh, that's really all we know. The other thing that we know is that uh, Takeshi Tezuka, um, you know, Nintendo developer extraordinaire, he was, you know, kind of Miyamoto's right-hand man, or maybe the other way around, I don't know. Back in the old Mario Brothers games, Tezuka also is, you know, he's been closely aligned with 2D Mario for a long time. He was, like, a supervising producer on both New Super Mario Bros. 2 and New Super Mario Bros. U. So this is his next project that he's working on. I am I am fucking stoked for this game. Totally I'm excited. Neutral. I'm just kind of scared. What if it's going to be as easy as Kirby's Epic Yarn? I want something <laughs> a little bit more challenging. <laughs> I, I mean, I hope so, too. Yoshi's Story is criminally easy. Yeah. I mean, I, I like Yoshi's Story. I think it gets a little too much shit. Um, but I hope that this is more... It's more expansive than, than what Yoshi's Story is, because Yoshi's Story was kind of a narrowly focused game, because the whole, you know, play one stage from each of this set, and then you're done in, like, five levels. Like, I don't want that again. I, I would rather see something, you know, world maps and stuff like that. Let's do that. That sounds fun. I see they're, they're tying it more into, they kept bringing up, you know, the Yoshi series, as opposed to, you know, get good like Kirby's Epic Yard or something. So there's a good chance that it could still, you know, have damage. I, I don't really see them going that route again. I think it suits the Kirby series um, more so, but um, I don't know. If they do, then I can. It'll be easier for me to play with my kids. So whatever, I don't care. Yeah, I mean, I I love Kirby's Epic Yarn. We're talking about the successors to games that I gave tens to on the site. So yes, I don't have many qualms. <laughs> and I don't. I definitely don't mind seeing that art style again. Like. Um, of course, there's something to be said about good feels like 2D work, like with uh, Wario Land Shake It. But yeah. um, I think that that yarn look is going to look just amazing in HD, like on the Wii U. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm I think they should have really, yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah so I'm, I'm glad they have another chance to, to work it out. I think it's going to And I really like at, like in the beginning of the trailer how he was just like the outline, the Yoshi outline, and then he like ate an enemy, and then he filled in, and it was completely like yeah. this, like very 3D yarn kind of thing, like a ball. Dude, it looks like, oh my man, that game. It looks, it looks interesting. 
So do you think? Oh, um, do you think this 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 lends any credibility to that weird like? Oh, yeah. this is the the weird. See, see that like the title like, is fine. The listing on Meavers and everything. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want to know where the Goodfield part came in because I don't know if it was just you know people just no, making people very, just very wanted good guesses. it because there was kind of that. I don't I don't know where the rumor started. I think it was just people being like, well, Goodfield had Wario and then Kirby. What other kind of like mid-tier platformer because they could they attack and everyone wanted them to do a new Yoshi game. Oh, dude, yeah, our tomb's done, and sorry, when you make bad games, you shouldn't be allowed to make bad games more. Um, sorry to anyone who lost their jobs when our tomb kind of dissolved, or whatever, wherever they are now. I think they're part of, yeah, they're just part of AQ Interactive, right? No. Uh, yeah. Well, they, they helped on the last story, so they can't be that bad. Anyway, speaking of the last story, and it's Operation Rainfall Compatriot Xenoblade, there might be a Xenoblade sequel in the uh, in the game that Mike affectionately named Xenogame. Xenogame! Uh, which was just labeled by a big giant-ass X that appeared on the screen after the trailer. Uh, I mean, it looks like a Xenoblade sequel. It looks like it is going to be an online game, likely online multiplayer. Uh, there are mechs, so that looks pretty cool. And the game... Game looks beautiful. Lots of floating numbers. Yeah. Well, it's Xenoblade. I mean, it's the kind of thing where like Xenoblade already looked beautiful and it was you know on the Wii. So just imagine those guys making a game in HD, and that's what this is. I got a lot of flack on Twitter because when this first like I don't know anything about Xenoblade, I never played it, and to me this just like this footage just looked like a Monster Hunter clone to me. Like here's a guy running around in an interface, yeah. and it kind of looks like an MMO, and there's a giant monster, and he's fighting it, and the collision detection doesn't look that great. And that's pretty much what Monster Hunter is in my brain. Well, Mike, I think if you like RPGs at all, you should try Xenoblade. I, you know what? I used to be huge into them, and now I'm not. And I think that's, I mean, I, I don't have the, the time buckets to drop into those games. So. I'm, I'm very picky about the RPGs that I invest my time into, and I've invested time into Xenoblade, and I do not regret it for a second. I would say, at a minimum, Mike, try to get your hands on a copy of Xenoblade and just play, like, the first three, five hours until you see the, like, the, the I think there's a title reveal at about the three, five hour mark, and... That was like <laughs> the like, title comes up. Five well, hours well in. no, I mean, there's like there is gameplay before that, but it's kind of like a, a prologue that sets up the whole story. You you know, stay in one town for a while and then go to the expansive world. But I think that's like it is a sincere, beautiful opening that just I think kind of encapsulates everything that is awesome about that game, minus the open world exploration. Because once you see a big open field with all these monsters running on it, then that looks pretty cool. So, yeah, I mean, do we have anything else to say about Zeno game? I thought it was just a huge surprise. That was, like, I guess, like, we're, we're talking about, like, the latter half of the event. That was just, like, oh, we're seeing this now. This is yeah. crazy. Because yeah. we knew beautiful. that we knew that Monolith Soft was making a game, likely, in the Zeno series, but that was it. We didn't know when. I just remember in the beginning, like, I think it just showed a bit more, like, <clears throat> like, action scenes or something, and I was like, oh, this looks like, Z- oh, wait, and then at the bottom it had, like, the, the selectable, you know, attacks and stuff, and I was like, yeah. oh, okay, <laughs> I see where they're going with this. <laughs> yep. It's phenomenal looking, it's gorgeous. Yeah. If it's not tied into Xenoblade, I'm going to be kind of surprised just based on those attack setups that were on the bottom of the screen, because that looks exactly like yeah. Xenoblade, Xenoblade um, something. So since <laughs> this was a part of the North American Nintendo Direct, do you think it would be safe to assume that this is 100% coming to North America normally? I would hope you would think so. God, how much how much shit will they get if they go back <laughs> on that? I don't think they'll ever recover 
from the nerd rage that they would be heaped, yeah. heaped upon them. I mean, I would I would like to think that the critical acclaim for Xenoblade across the board in every region kind of means that we should be locked in for that. I, I, I really hope so. If not, then I think Nintendo's dumb. It sold well, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, for what it was. I mean, yeah. there's a trailer for it sitting, a specific trailer for just that game sitting on the Nintendo YouTube page right now. Yeah. I don't think they would not be releasing it. Yeah. Well, to be fair, there were trailers for Manado. Oh, and, and by the way, looking at the, I'm just looking at the view counts for, they put up trailers for um, this game, for Wonderful 101, for Bayonetta 2, and for the Mega 10 Fire Emblem game. And the other ones have, what, Bayonetta's got about 12,000 views, 101's got about 7,000, the Mega 10 crossover has about 35,000, and then this game has 101,000 yeah. views. <laughs> yeah, I would like to think that, uh, I really hope that we don't have any kind of operation, any reason for Operation Rainfall for this game, but I'm, I'm kind of skittish about it. I think I think there's there's genuine reason to be, just because of what happened with, like, yeah. Auto. But uh, I think there's, a, like, there's, you know, Line Attack Heroes with Shauna E3... Uh, I played Line Attack here. Heroes. We're not missing much. <laughs> I was I, I was like really weirdly looking forward to the game. I thought it was really cool. But anyways, um, yeah. So I think, but I think there's like just as as fair as to say it's not. And there's enough. There's obviously way more examples of trailers shown to us, and the game does come out here. Yeah. So I mean, like they've taken chances before, and I think this is uh, uh, very clearly. Uh, I think I think because of what happened with Monado and the outcry of when it was based. Well, I keep saying Monado, but that's just to be consistent. But anyways, um, just what because of what happened, uh, okay. I can't just, see them doing case, it again. In case I, people aren't aware, Monado: Beginning of the World is what Xenoblade was called initially in North America, and then it dropped off the face of the earth, and then it came back as Xenoblade after a bunch of outcry. Yeah, I think just because of that outcry, like I don't think that they would want to have to deal with that. Uh, negativity, and I'm sure Nintendo could just brush negativity off like it's nothing, anyways. But like, I don't think they want to deal with all that crap if they weren't going to bring it. Over, if they did not intend to bring it over, anyways. So yeah. I'm going to say it'll come over. Yeah, it's coming out. Don't don't worry, Neil. Because this is like this is the what Wonderful 101 was to me at E3. Like I was like, I don't know, maybe they won't bring it out. I, it seems really niche. Yeah, and weird. especially because Wonderful 101 was so buried. God, the new trailer for that game looks freaking crazy. Yeah. I well, want it so little, bad. Let's take a little Platinum Platinum Games side trip here. Tyler, you can lead the discussion on, <laughs> on these games. Well, first, <laughs> they started talking about Platinum. And I'm like, oh man, I think they're going to do it. The water's going to drop the Tyler bomb. Make my prediction come true. And he's going to say that they've partnered up with them. Either they have like a sweetheart deal and they're going to publish a lot of their work, or they completely bought them out, right? Didn't well, happen. I would say they already have a sweetheart deal. They do kind of have a sweetheart deal. I just want more, I just want to be like, if I can have, like, one more title that I know we're safe, like, I feel like there's still a chance I could be like, oh, and, you know, Konami's teaming them up for this again. Like, if, like, if, you know, if if the money comes their way to make uh, Rising 2, then they would do it. Anyways, I'm sorry, we're done taking this off topic, but... I don't know, um, yeah, and then they I start that's off. actually an interesting discussion. Like, what are the odds that you think, like, by this time next year, Nintendo will own Platinum, or at least own a substantial stake in them. I wouldn't be just surprised. Let him, just let him it, develop Metroid. Just yeah. let him do it. Well, no, uh, he want, the Kamiya said he wants to make Star Fox. I mean, well, that would be badass, too. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that there is a definite future where Nintendo totally owns Platinum games, and I think that that future might be happening sooner rather than later, the way things are going. Yeah, I really think that, like, Platinum is, like, like a character creation house. Like, that's what they do. Like, that's what they do best. Um... 
Uh, people were upset about Kamiya working on Wonderful 101 instead of Bayonetta 2, but I always rather see someone like that make new characters constantly yeah. than make sequels. Like, I just, that's what I prefer. Like, sequels are cool and whatever, but if he can make something brand new and crazy, that's even better. So, and I think right now, like, Nintendo needs a stable, like, a, a, a larger stable of characters, and that's what these guys do. Like, that's what the greatest Japanese developers can do, is create really great IP and characters. But, so, that's why I think the boutique developer, like, the niche developer, like, while their games may not sell a lot, like, the praise and the and the cult following that they have, like, it does reflect well on the company. So, like, that's why Capcom started Clover, Clover in the first place. But they didn't yeah. know how to manage them. They managed them very poorly. They let Okami be in development for, like, way too long. They put way too much money in it, and the sales come back, and it doesn't match. If Nintendo can be like, here's the money that's going to make sense for the, for the sales that we're going to get, and they can run them properly, then they'll be fine. And if they get a hit, then that's even better. The next time they can put more money in it. So I think it's very, yeah. very possible. I really hope it's... It seems like at, at this point, they pretty much have to sneak Beautiful Joe into the 101. Well, can they? I, I feel like, I mean, Legally? I don't know. I don't know if they can, but it's, well, the there already are so much like Beautiful Joe already. If it's I crazy. do recall from E3, there were some nods to Beautiful Joe, which, I mean, if you look at Okami, which I think they can make them a little more overt in that game because it was also a Capcom property, but that they're really, really overt. Beautiful Joe references, and even in uh, Bayonetta, there's a bunch of Resident Evil references. Well, and, and then she says Henshin and Gogol Baby at one time. Yeah, I yeah. think references are totally fine, but I know that they probably know better than to. Yeah, like, I don't think that Beautiful Joe will appear in the Wonderful 101, however, there will be a There'll be some quotes ton of references. Or, I mean, the main guy looks almost exactly like him. Oh, man, I, Beautiful Joe is, like, one of my favorite GameCube games, man. But Wonderful 101 looks fantastic, and that trailer, I think, is the best trailer I've seen for the game yet. Yeah, I was lukewarm on it before, and now I'm stoked. Like, my thing is, like, I played it at E3, and it was probably one of the Wii U games that impressed me the most. But then after that, because that was all we saw, and then all the trailers didn't really seem to capture that same fun time that I had with the game, and this trailer is probably the best representation of just like, yeah, that's kind of what it feels like to play it. That trailer basically showed off what seemed like every single aspect of the game. It yeah. kept jumping yeah. back and forth between walking and then whatever that flying fighting sequence was looked really awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that, I mean, that game looks so cool, and I hope it comes out sooner rather than later. And I mean, we're looking Q2 for that, I would say. This probably. is one of those games that's weird to me, because when it, like we first heard about it last year, and it didn't even have a name when they announced it. They were like, oh, yeah, 100. 100. And then, like, a day later, they're like, oh, yeah, it's the Wonderful 101. Like, why didn't you just say that in the first place? And then, like, now we're, it's January, and the game is supposed to be coming out this year, and it still doesn't even have a damn logo. Like, it's just black, te- the Wonderful 101 in, like, Helvetica. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, but I would say that game's probably coming out, like, May or June. This is going to be that game that comes out at E3, basically, I think. It, it might. I mean, the, the way we're kind of looking at Q2 right now, they didn't. I don't think they really mentioned Game & Wario today, except for that, like, it's still coming. Um, I think Game & Wario, Game & Wario is probably coming out in April, and I think We Fit You will probably be May. That seems to be a good sweet spot for We Fit. Where's that put Pikmin Three? <laughs> I think Pikmin Three might not come out until July or August. Wow. I mean, I don't I, like. I don't see any. I don't see any world where they can release these four games before the first half of the year is over because they have April to June, and it would be dumb to like put like the wonderful one hundred and one of Pikmin Three out in June. They are releasing like four games on the same day in March. <laughs> well, that's because I think they'll probably unveil some sort of new colors for three DS XL. That's usually what they do whenever they have. 
a bunch of games on the same day because they have Luigi's Mansion and Pokemon Mystery Dungeon coming out on March 24th, the day of the connectivity panel. And uh, we might be able to give some of those away. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I hope that the Wonderful 101 comes out soon. Yeah, um, I'm really excited for Bayonetta 2. And with uh, with the Devil May Cry game coming out, I played the demo for that and was like, man, I kind of want this game. And then I looked over at my copy of Bayonetta and was just like, you just play that, it's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't play the first Bayonetta, so should I be interested in the sequel? Um, do go go try okay. to track it. Do you have a 360? You don't. No. Uh, do you like modern action games? Maybe. Like God, <laughs> of like God of War? I, I haven't played God of War yet either. No. If there's a demo for Bayonetta on PS3, download that. Because right. I, I, if I do it's recall weird. correctly, the PS3 version of Bayonetta ran like shit. But a demo would still be worth checking out. I would, uh, Patrick, maybe read up on it, and if you can find it cheap, it still might be worth picking up, because it's it's insane, but it, it's awesome. In an ideal world, they'll put a Bayonetta 2 demo on the eShop. <laughs> they probably will, but I don't think Bayonetta 2 coming out until, is going to come out until, like, 2014. At, like, early 2014. Based on what they're showing us, it seems yeah. like they're pretty early in development. Yeah. I mean, I think that'll be a game like Luigi's Mansion, where people will be complaining next year when it's not out, and be like, it got delayed. I'm like, no, they just announced it really early. Well, yep. Luigi's Mansion did get delayed, though. Well, okay, it got delayed three fucking months. Like, not not a year, like people are claiming. That, mean, that means the game would have been in development for less than a year, which is crazy. Also, um... Speaking of Luigi's Mansion, and we'll have more about this on the website, uh, by the time you listen to this, there is going to be online multiplayer in that game, if you, if you did in not Luigi's hear. Luigi's Mansion? Yeah, uh, it'll be like co-op, where you're different Luigi's going through a mansion and trying to solve puzzles together. Aaron got to play it last week, and we should have impressions going up uh, wow, the morning after we record this, so like tomorrow morning. Um, so yeah, just a quick mention as we move on to the next topic, which is... Uh, sh- Shimegamblin? Shimega <laughs> <laughs> Emblem. Shimega Emblem, or Shimegami Tensei Crossfire Emblem, which is a you know Wii U game that's fusing those two strategy RPG franchises together. It's this a... quarter's hot anime crossover title, guys. Yeah. Uh, Iwata made a comment during the Nintendo Direct that this is the first of many partnerships that they're going going with, and it seems like a fantastic idea. I just don't know if I care. <laughs> I could not care less, but I know this will milk the nerd base for lots yeah. of money, so... Like, I mean, I'm I'm very glad that this game is happening. Until I see anything of it, I'm not really that excited. What do you guys think it's going to be? Do you think it's going to be, like, a strat... I guess both of those games are strategy RPGs, right? So it's probably going to be a strategy RPG, but what if it's a fighting game? <laughs> what if it's a strategy RPG, except instead of going into battles, it turns into a fighting game? Maybe it'll be... Per- Maybe it'll be like Persona 4 Arena, but with Fire Emblem characters. I think I would be more interested in that game. Fire Emblem's pretty deep, though. I mean, you know, it's got famous for if you lose a character, yeah. it dies. But the thing is, the, the Mega Ten is say, it's another yeah. level. It's Atlas deep. Yeah. Like, the only Atlas does that shit, where it's just like, we're just going to make this in, insanely niche game. I have a feeling if Atlas is responsible for developing it, which I'm not really sure if they kind of said that or tipped the hand at all. But, I mean, I think it depends on who's the main developer on it. If it's Intelligent Systems, it'll likely be more like Fire Emblem. If it's if it's Atlas, then it'll probably be more Shin Megaten. 
Uh, so we'll do a brief mention on Wii U Party, which is coming out this summer. It's That's the, brief enough. It is a sequel to Wii Party. It looks like it might be pretty neat and use some interesting uses of the gamepad and Wii remotes in combination. There's interesting foosball is game. a word for it. There's pinball games using the gamepad, people using two people using a gamepad at the same time, which looks neat. That like Neil, I would like dodging around the killer app. You know the game we all want to talk about, and that's the one where everyone has to touch the buttons on the controllers. Together. Yeah, yeah, the, the the hand Tetris game, or a hand 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 uh hand Tetris hand twister. I'm tired. Damn it. Um, this is game of the year This is, right in all honesty, <laughs> Wii U Party is the kind of game that I'm pretty excited to play at E3 and then never play it again. This is that game where if they package it with a spare Wiimote and charge the price of the Wiimote for it, I might buy it. Even if they charge $10 more, I would probably still get it. It's going to be like that Animal Crossing Luigi's Mansion game from E3 last year at this E3. Yeah where we all just kind of gather around and just have a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I remember playing the first Wii Party at E3, except for that kind of sucked. Um, it was something that I, I think I I forced everyone to play, and then we all kind of got bored, and then E3 shut down and we left. Um, but anyway, and we'll get on to some cool stuff that is kind of expected, but really cool to hear. For those of us, uh, I guess it's me and maybe Patrick, that go to E3... We will be able to play the new 3D Mario game from EAD Tokyo for Wii U and a new Mario Kart game for Wii U. Those and games well, that you knew were coming, but it's nice yeah. to know that they're coming sooner rather than later. Yeah, um, but they didn't really kind of insinuate that these games are coming out in 2013, just that they would be playable at E3. I wouldn't um, be shocked if Mario Kart makes it out by the maybe yeah. by the end of the fiscal year at least. Although, I mean, I, I have to say I'd be pretty disappointed if this Mario Kart game is just, like, more of the same. I really want to see them do something new with that, but I don't think they it will. It will probably be more of the same. Yeah. So you'll get a rear-view camera or something on the gamepad, or and you, maybe you'll be able to hold a couple different items and select them yeah. or something like that. Um, with it coming out so soon in the Wii U's launch cycle, do you think we're going to see... Maybe a second Mario Kart title on no. the system? I would think they would prefer to sell DLC stages. Yeah. I hope they go that route at the very least. That Did they mention a developer for it? No. Okay. They should I just can... they should get Sumo Digital to make it because they made the best Mario <laughs> Kart game I've ever played. Also at E three we're gonna see the first screenshots from the Super Smash Brothers four. I'm sure there'll be some character reveals as well. Yeah. Um which I'm excited for, but that game's still a long ways off, so I mean I I can't wait until I hope they reopen the, the Super Smash Bros. Dojo. <laughs> like, that would be the yes. greatest thing in the world. I yeah. loved that. I checked that thing daily. Yeah. I mean, I think that and was then probably... I, I think I probably checked that thing more than I actually ended up playing Brawl. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that the one thing about the Super Smash Bros. Dojo is that I think it might have been one of the most successful, like, websites that a company has done for a video game. Like, can you think of anything that even rivals how successful that was? I Heart Bees. <laughs> that was pretty cool. I checked the dojo every day for that, that was a bookmark. Regular updates, that's all you need. Regular updates. Yeah. That's all it really takes. Um Speaking so, of regular updates, we're about to yeah. get a couple of those for the Wii. Yeah, um we're gonna have one in the spring and one in the summer. They're gonna kinda tighten up the load times, you know, make everything run smoother, which is really good to hear that we're gonna get yeah. improvements on that. Um, I imagine the first one will probably come out at E3. That's no, what they said, I, spring. Well, E3's I mean, in June now, though. It's never yeah. mind. 
I, I think I think the the first one will probably come out in like April. I would assume, maybe May. It will it'll probably be announced like it's going to be late April, and then it'll get pushed to May. How much do you think it's really going to improve the load times? I think like, it'll improve it a lot. You think so? I think it'll be marginal. I don't know. I mean, if they if they can cut them in half, that, that would, would be, be a incredible. huge accomplishment. <laughs> so, if they can cut them in half, why couldn't they do that by launch? What were they missing? Nah. Then just, the, just takes time to refine software. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Incremental upgrades. You know, if they why didn't the Xbox come out the way it did the first time they got it yeah. out? They need time. They can, there's always bugs to be squashed. Uh, Eventually, you have come, to ship. Meverse is going to come to phones. And, you know, I guess uh, I forget the timeline that they gave out. Via a web app, though. Yeah. A web uh, app this year. Who knows when we'll get a proper native app? But I don't think we're ever going to get a native app. No, they said they're going to. They said they're working on it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, wow. They, they said that, but they said initially it's going to be a web app because they want to get it up and running. So I'm shocked. I mean, you can make a pretty good web app, but yeah, I mean, you can. That's why. That's what I always expected them to do, and not the do Twitter web app well. is surprisingly, you know, well handled. And the, for yeah. a while, the Facebook web app was better than the native app. Um. The other thing that we learned was kind of some more Miiverse stuff. Kind of two examples of where Miiverse communities might go in the future are in Pikmin 3 and We Fit You. Pikmin 3, you'll be able to, like, use the gamepad to zoom in on your Pikmin in screenshots and the world. So we can take kind of better screenshots for Miiverse. And in We Fit You, you'll be able to make your own kind of, like, sub-communities, sort of like Mario Kart 7 communities, where you'll be able to, like... I guess more intimately discuss your attempts at weight loss with your friends. Workout groups, yeah. Yep. Which is it's a really good idea. That's a, I mean, for something like that, you need privacy, because people aren't going to just gonna be like, oh yeah, here's how much I weigh, like, to the yeah. public. Um, and then, with the Pikmin stuff, do you think you're going to be able to, like, walk around in that first-person camera perspective? I think or? so. I, I imagine there'll be a button where it just freezes the game. Or, you know, maybe, yeah. you know, like a replay mode, like in Halo. Like, Halo's replay mode is amazing. It really or you is. Can basically, just, it just saves a tiny little recording of every little thing that happened in the game and then just restructures it all with the game engine. I imagine it could be something like that. Yeah, for camera mode. Thanks, Nintendo. You really spent a lot of extra time on that feature that no one's going to use. I mean, it seems cool. I mean, I remember how much time I spent with, like, the, the Melee camera stuff when I was younger. Um... And then I, uh, Brawl might have had that feature. I honestly don't fucking remember. I think it did. It probably Maybe. did. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's a, it is a Sakurai game. That means everything is in that game, even if you never find it. Because who cares? Got a timer for your rice cooker somewhere yeah. in there. <laughs> so the, I guess the kind of thing that we all pegged as being the big news for this Nintendo Direct wound up being kind of, I guess, more minor news comparatively, and that's. Wii U Virtual Console hitting uh, sometime after the spring update, so I would put that. I would peg that at like April or May, despite it hitting today. Well, yeah, yeah Virtual well, Console coming well, soon, except that it's also coming today. Well, it's the Wii U Virtual Console trial campaign to celebrate the 30th event anniversary of the Famicom. What does that mean, trial campaign? Like, well, even, like... well, what they're doing is uh, for those who have not heard this, is that. Over the next two, four, six, seven months, they're going to release uh, a game a month that will be available for 30 days for the price of 30 cents. To no, no, it's, it's going to be available forever. It's just going to be 30 cents for the first month, oh, okay. I think is what they said. I don't know. There's no, yeah, okay. there's no, there's Super Metroid available for 30 days only and then you can never ever buy it again. Well, no. well I mean, well, I, was, I, I mean, there's a part of me that, like, I don't think, like, Balloon Fight and F-Zero, the early ones... 
will they still be available even when Virtual Console still technically isn't launched yet? Yeah, I think so. I think the the wording was that after 30 days, it goes to regular price. Now, my only confusion comes from is uh, is it like some discount price? Because they the whole thing was with like if you owned it on Virtual Console, then the prices you just pay like an upgrade fee. So I don't know if these games, if say Balloon Fight in February, if Balloon Fight becomes five dollars, and then if you have it on the Virtual, but you if you have it on the Virtual Console, you pay dollar fifty, or if it's going to be some other weird smaller price, just because it start off at thirty cents. But it seems like it's going to be five dollars next month, and then if you have it on the Wii Virtual Console. There was a lot of weird wording in this, because I know a lot of people thought that it was just, you paid 30 cents and you got a 30-day trial. I just because they yeah. put the word trial in it. It's, there's yeah. no reason for... So I can try virtual? It doesn't make any... I don't yeah. know. It's, it, it's, it's, it's kind of a confusing message. What do you guys think of having to pay to upgrade your games? I'm not that bothered by it. I mean, it's... it's I guess we're probably looking at $2 most for, like, N64 games. And I don't think that ultimately bothers me that much because you got to think they are putting more development time into it, making it work on the gamepad, and yeah, you know, the I'm shocked that they are the the upgrade prices are as low as they are. Yeah, that, that's was, what makes it acceptable. Eighty percent off. Like I was expecting maybe to pay half. So, but you know, I, I, though it does seem silly to me. Like I don't understand how it takes any more effort to to adapt an SNES Agreed. game compared to an NES game. Why aren't they all just a dollar? But whatever. I, I I kind of agree with you, but if it's if. If the range is going to be a dollar to two dollars to upgrade my my virtual console games, I honestly like whatever. If I'm going to play Punch Out on my Wii U, I will give you, I will give you a dollar, or in this case, give you thirty cents. Yeah. Um, now, so, when it comes to Super Metroid, I think that's one that probably most of us own. Yeah. It's going to be thirty cents when it comes out initially. So, do I pay a dollar to upgrade it? Do I pay thirty no, cents you, to upgrade pay, it? Or just I would assume you pay upgrade? thirty cents. Or do I get eighty um, percent off my thirty cents? Well, well, let's let's <laughs> go over. So here's the trial campaign list. Um, so Balloon Fight is the January game that went up today. That'll be thirty cents until I guess like the twentieth of February, and then around that time, F Zero, the Super Nintendo game, will be the next trial game available for thirty cents for thirty days. And then March is Punch Out. April is Kirby's Adventure. May is Super Metroid. June is Yoshi. Like, fuck you, that game sucks. That's the puzzle game, right? Yeah. What the fuck? And then July is Donkey Kong, the NES version. There's some real... St- I mean, I don't understand. Like, if you're going to do this, like, why are there, Why are Yoshi, Donkey Kong, and Balloon Fight all on this yeah. list? Like, it's supposed to be a big blowout celebration, yet three of the games are, like, not... I mean, Donkey Kong's a great game, but why are they not, like, more big games? Like... And right next to it is Super Metroid, arguably the greatest video game of all time. Yeah. That's why I looked at the I looked at this list and I'm like, okay, F Zero, cool. Oh, and I mean, Japan is getting Earthbound. Yeah. Yeah. It's like fuck. And that never even came out on Virtual Console, right? Nope. Over there, never. And they're finally getting it, and it's going to be thirty fucking. Yeah. Years. So um, so in Japan, uh, they also have Balloon Fight. Their February game instead of F Zero, it is a a Fire Emblem Super Nintendo game. The March one, instead of Punch-Out, is Mother 2, aka Earthbound, and then the rest is the same. Um, so, I mean, I like Punch-Out and F-Zero, but, like, Fire Emblem and Mother 2 are way cooler. Punch-Out, Punch-Out's classic. Yeah, I mean, I love, I, don't get me wrong, I love Punch-Out, but for some of these games, I guess most notably Balloon Fight, Punch-Out, and Kirby's Adventure, like, I've played all these games on my fucking 3DS within the past 12 months. I have such little interest in playing these games again. 
I mean, yeah, Kirby's, like Kirby's Adventure, I can see them doing because you know at least it's a big, big title. You know. Yeah. I mean, for thirty cents, ultimately, I don't really care. Like, I will give you thirty cents for Punch Out. Even I'm gonna, I might buy all of them just because they're yeah. thirty cents. Yeah. And... Same here. I mean, Punch Out and Kirby's Adventure, I have both of both of them on Wii already, and also 3DS. <laughs> but for thirty cents, I can't really argue. I mean, if you play the game for a half an hour, you've paid a penny a minute. Yeah, so. I I paid about two cents a minute for my fun with balloon fight earlier today. And maybe I'll even that out. It's better than the arcade. <laughs> you put a quarter into the arcade, you get to play it once, and you probably die immediately. Yep. So, I think that's just about it. Uh, does anybody have any final thoughts about this Nintendo Direct? I know I, for one, was pretty content with it. Pleasantly surprised. So, yeah, I think that is uh, that is an episode of Connectivity, all about Nintendo Direct. Um I know we wanted to close it by saying that there would probably be a 3DS one coming up soon, so maybe next month. God, we'll it's half more. as good as this one. Yeah, we'll hear maybe more 3DS tomorrow. stuff. <laughs> oh, who knows? They did that. Just but, I mean, the it, new Metroid title on 3DS. Yeah, I, I mean, I think probably their goodwill on 3DS will run out, yeah, probably around the end of next month, people will start looking ahead and being like, up to Luigi's Mansion, what the fuck? Where's my Animal Crossing? Um... But, dude, if you guys heard anything about Animal Crossing on 3DS in Japan, it sounds way better than every other Animal Crossing game. I'm, I'm surprised. And it's Different selling, segment. It is selling like crazy. And we're done. We're done. It's selling like two million fucking copies. All right. Bye. 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 <laughs>
Yes, Tyler, congratulations. The answer, of course, is Venture of Link, Majora's Mask, Oracle of Seasons, and Minish Cap, in that order. So we'll welcome Tyler up to the hot seat. Uh, in tradition, there are three lifelines that you can use. There's 50-50, in which I will remove one of the, or two of the four, I'm sorry, two of the three incorrect answers, not two of the four incorrect answers, because there is one correct answer. Uh, you can do Ask the Audience, which will be Nathan, because JP couldn't join us tonight. And there is I'm Feeling Lucky, where you will do a Google search and hit I'm Feeling Lucky and get 30 seconds to look at whatever Google decides is the result. So with that, let's begin. Starting at 100 points, fill in the blank. Blank would like to play A. Samasaran, B. Wii, C. Amazon.com, or D. Nintendo Global President Satoru Iwata. <laughs> uh, my answer is B, and that is my final answer. That is correct. <laughs> Moving right along, 200 points. Which Nintendo home console launched in 1996? A. Super Famicom B. GameCube C. PlayStation D. Nintendo 64 uh, The answer is D. Nintendo 64 Correct. Nice job. 300 points. Which of the following games did not work with the famed Konami code? A. Gradius B. Contra C. Contra 4 or D. Street Fighter 2 Turbo uh, <laughs> uh, They're barely Oh my god They're always something stupid about it But I'll say D Final answer <laughs> That's correct Oh man I was there I was like well, Maybe it was still in there But it's not like The Konami code but could, They could still use it Oh my god <laughs> Jesus and, was, and I just oh. read today That Super C Which came out for the Virtual Console Did not have the Konami code So I was like Oh that'll be one of my options It has a code That's like Kind of similar But it's not the same code And it only gives you 10 lives Because it's you know a little, a little less gracious. Moving right along for 500 points. Which of the following food brands was never featured in an NES game? A. Chipotle B. 7-Up C. Domino's Pizza or D. McDonald's uh, yeah, A. Final answer. That is correct. Do you actually know the other the other ones, or is it just too obvious from the from the? No, it's like uh, I know it's like Dolph's like some crazy. Is that the Treasure Develop one? Domino's Pizza was like with that the Yonoi guy avoid the noise. Yeah. Uh, and then Seven Up was that Cool Spot. It wasn't. I actually did a little bit of googling to make sure it wasn't Cool Spot. It, it was just Spot. It was a puzzle game. They didn't have any Cool Spot games until until a little later on. Okay, for 1,000 points in your first milestone question. Which of the following Star Wars movies was not represented in the original Lego Star Wars? A. The Phantom Menace B. Revenge of the Sith C. The Empire Strikes Back or D. Attack of the Clones C. Empire Strikes Back Final answer That is correct Okay, for 2,000, 
Chibi-Robo Park Patrol was exclusively exclusively released in North America via which retailer? A. Target B. GameStop C. Nintendo.com or D. Walmart uh, D. Walmart Final answer Very good, correct Okay, moving along for 4,000 useless points. Which NES game was not included in Animal Crossing for GameCube? A. Pinball B. Wario's Woods C. Punch-Out or D. Kid Icarus Almost positive it was Kid Icarus. Uh, I know for sure it's Wario's Woods Punch-Out were in there. Punch-Out was just really hard to get. Um, I'll do, um, I'll waste my 50-50. Okay, so I'm going to pull away B and C. Your choices are A, (laughs) Pinball, or D, Kid Icarus. I'm sorry, I was not intentionally trying to be a dick. No, that's so crazy. Um, Okay, I'm going to say D, final answer, Kid Icarus. Kid Icarus. That is correct. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I just want to keep playing. I don't want to lose. So we're up to 8,000 points, which, if I'm not mistaken, is the highest correct answer in a staff version of the game. In the live version, I think someone got up to, like, I think Shaman got up to, like, 32 or 16,000. But among the staff, I think 8,000 is the highest it's gotten. So for 8,000 points... Which was the year that the e-reader was released in North America? A. 2001 B. 2002 C. 2003 Or D. 2004 Okay, uh, I think I'm gonna go with, uh, I'll have to use, I'll like to use my, uh, uh, the Google <laughs> Feeling lucky? Feeling lucky, yeah Okay, what's your, what's your search query gonna be? I guess, uh, Game Boy Advance e-reader? Okay Go ahead and let me know when you're ready to search, and I'm going to pull up a timer on my Who Wants to Be a Nintendo Air branded iPhone app. Okay, so I'm going to hit the button now. Okay. Okay, and I have my answer, and okay. I'm going to go with uh, B, 2002. Final answer? Oh yeah, final answer. That's correct. Move on for now to the 16,000 point question. I've got... This is actually... And from this point forward, I think some of these questions were written by... Well, at least this very next question. I don't think many more in this game. Written by Mr. Zachary Miller. From leftover from, from the live show. So for 16,000... What is the name of the reptile-dominated world in Metroid Prime 3? Metroid Prime 3. Metroid Prime is a different game. A. Brio. B. Ameris. C. LV426. Or D. Felden. Okay. Well, okay. 
Well, I'm gonna ask. Uh, I'm hoping uh, Nathan is some sort of Metroid Prime Three wizard, and uh, I'm gonna use uh, talk to a friend or <laughs> ask the talk singular audience. <laughs> Am I allowed to stop him? <laughs> <laughs> because I think, because I think the only world I remember from that game is A. But yeah, I remember Brio as well. I don't so think that qualifies as that is the answer. It is real. That's the only one I remember, too, as, as well. Um, I don't know if I just don't remember the other ones. I don't know. Um, Maybe that was a fireplace, and I don't know if that if there were uh, lizards there. Yeah, okay. This is lame. Um, I probably have to stop them. I don't want to get a walk away. So I'll stop. I'll stop at 16,000. I think that, that ties you, then, with the... Uh, Highest score? I'm not sure. I think it might have been Scott. I don't remember. Just guess. Um, just, but just, just out of curiosity, what would you have guessed if you had I guessed? I would have stuck with Brio, yeah. Brio? I would have said Velden. Well, Nathan? Well, I, even though, because that was just a BS answer, so I will hate myself if I'm right. <laughs> Nathan, you're not right. Okay. Brio, is, Brio is the correct answer. Oh, no. So, you're going to walk you're gonna walk away with 8,000 points, which is very respectable, I, I, I guess. Um, it's hard to know. <laughs> we'll never know for sure. But uh, well played, sir. So welcome, welcome to the hot seat, Mr. Nathan Mustafa. So, Nathan, let's start out with 100 points, and tell me, who is the president of Nintendo of America? A. Barack Obama, C. Reggie fils C. Nestor, or D. Solid Snake? It's B. Final answer? Yeah, thank you for being uh, generous with the first question here. B is correct. Oh, God. Thank and you're going to move on to the 200-point question. Excluding the D-pad and start button, how many face buttons does an N64 controller have? A4, B8, C2, or D6? Oh, my God. Okay. This is sad. I'm going to have to Google it. I can't. I, I played hours on, on end. Of, uh... Actually, no. Maybe I'll just ask Tyler for this one. Okay. Tyler, what, what say you? Okay. See, my only... Con- okay, so I'm gonna count them up. My only concern is it's like, oh, face buttons. So does that include shoulder buttons and a Z-trigger? I'm Which, like, no, I'm saying... Yeah, I, I'm thinking that doesn't include uh, the Z, doesn't include the shoulders, I'm assuming. assuming that is, doesn't yeah. include the C-stick. Face buttons are the buttons that you can see very clearly from a top-down <clears throat> view. Okay. Okay, then that is uh, uh, six. Uh, the four C buttons and A and B. It doesn't include the start button, so yeah, it's just it's just six. All right, here we go. Andy. D D six. All right. Final answer. Yep. That's right. Six <laughs> buttons. Thank Christ. Oh man. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Three hundred points. Moving on to the third question. Which gaming franchise has never appeared on a Nintendo console? StarCraft, A, B, Fantasy Star, C, Half-Life, 
D, Sonic the Hedgehog. Ah, uh, that'd be C Half-Life. That is correct. Moving on to the 500 point question. The GameCube was equipped with how much internal storage space? A, 32 megabytes, B, 256 megabytes, C, 512 megabytes, or D, no megabytes? It's like storage for games here, yes. talking for your save games. And downloadable titles. Oh, okay. Well then, D. <laughs> correct. That is correct. That is your final answer. You're tricky with RAM or whatever. No, storage space. Storage space. Oh, that's my final answer. Correct. And we'll move on to the 1,000 point question, which I, once again I think was written by uh, Mr. Zach Miller. This software was not installed on launch 3DS systems. A. Swap Note. B. Face Raiders. C. AR Games. D. Me Maker. Um, pretty sure that's A. Swap Note. That is correct. So you will be leaving here with 1,000 points. Congratulations. What an accomplishment. Okay, so that officially moves my performance from miserable to poor. Yeah. I predict <laughs> I think that's correct. Okay. All right, moving on. We have another 3DS question. Which of these is not a 3DS ambassador game? A, Metroid Zero Mission, B, Yoshi, C, Super Mario Advance 3 Yoshi's Island, or D, Wrecking Crew? Mm, pretty sure that's B, Yoshi. Final answer? Uh-huh. No. Oh, oh shoot, was it Wrecking Met- Crew? Metroid Zero Mission. What? Yeah, Metroid Fusion. Fusion is included. Oh, Zero I didn't mission. use my brain! Oh, uh, shoot. So you forgot to use your brain is the problem. That's my problem. Well, in the spirit of having something to do, let's just keep going. We'll call your score 1,000 points, and you guys can collaborate on the rest of this game. How's that sound? Oh, no way. That's an awesome idea. For 4,000 fake points, which of the following Mario characters did not have a cameo in The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening? A, Cheap Cheap. B, Thwomp, C, Goomba, or D, Koopa Troopa? That's, I think it's Cheap Cheap, right? Tyler, now that you're officially participating. What does a Cheap Cheap look like? I'm try- I cannot remember. I can't remember, but I remember... Either way, I think... I, the only, I'm just debating between Koopa Troopa and Cheap Cheap. I just don't know what Cheap Cheap... If it's Cheap Cheap is that ball and chain thing, then it's totally... That's in Link's Awakening. It, isn't, that a, isn't that a... Bow wow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm pretty I think... sure there's swamps. Uh, yeah, I know you jump on a Goomba in the side-scrolling part. It's just Koopa Troopa and Cheep Cheep. That's the ones I don't know. Uh, Cheep Cheep. What what is a Cheep Cheep? No, okay. There's Cheep Cheep Beach, right? That's a that's a map in Mario Kart. Isn't that a thing? So isn't it? Oh, is a water thingy? Yeah, is that the fish? Oh. Yeah, it is. If it's a fish, then I think that's in it. I think that's in it. I think you should go with Koopa. I think we should go with Koopa Troopa. Okay, yeah, sure. That was very well done. The answer is D, Koopa Troopa. Uh-huh. Nicely played. All right, the next few questions brought to you by Mr. Zach Miller for 8,000 fake points. In Shantae, Risky's Revenge, this is not one of Shantae's transformations. A, Elephant. 
B, mermaid, C, monkey, or D, seagull? Uh, I think it's seagull. Um, I know elephant and monkey for sure. I just don't think seagull's right. Are you at all familiar with that, Nathan? I played until I got to the cave. So didn't we game club this on Newscast? I never played it, but I'm pretty sure it was one of our game club games. So I have, it on, I have it on my 3DS. I've never played it. I'm going to go with the seagull. Seagull? Yeah, the final answer for me. I don't know. Don't speak anymore. Sure. Yeah, go ahead. All right. I'll give it to you. Answer is D, seagull. Is that actually the answer? I mean, that is the answer. Okay, well, awesome. that's what Zach told me the answer was. That's what, that's what Zach said the answer is. Yeah, it must be right. I, I'm, I'm taking his word for it. For 16,000 fake points... What was Link's joke weapon in Soul Calibur 2? A, Deku Stick, B, Bug Catching Net, C, Wooden Sword, or D, Wind Waker? Uh, it was the Bug Catching Net. I know we had one for sure. I can't imagine that being a serious weapon. That would have to be a joke weapon. I know we had it, so... There you go. There you go. B, final B. answer. That is correct. Did not, You're doing did good. Did not play that game on the GameCube. I did, but not for very long. It was good, but I didn't I didn't play it for very long. Okay. Thirty two thousand points. You guys are starting to climb climb up into the questions you're never going to know, probably. Uh, there's, there's, a couple in here, there's a couple in here you still you still might know. Uh thirty two thousand points. The Game Boy version of Mortal Kombat is missing which of the following characters? A Sonya, B Kano, C Liu Kang, or D Johnny Cage. I would say <clears throat> Just from representation, I would think Kano. I think Johnny Cage and Sonya are very, very much in line with that series. Kano is, I think, they could be a four to missing. And Liu Kang, oh, is that not the bad guy? Oh, I don't know who, what the hell Liu Kang is. Oh, my God. Oh, I hate Mortal Kombat. Um, so I just don't know who Liu Kang is. And if it's a guy that flashes around the screen, that may have been too much for the Game Boy. Um, See, I've never played a Mortal Kombat game. So my logic path was something would be censored. Sonya is a female name. Zach, if Zach wrote the question, he would be interested in the female. Um, so it's a, but that's, that's, that's my logic. For what it's worth, I wrote, I wrote this question. Oh, well that changes everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess it's basically for me it's between Kano and Liu Kang. Um, but maybe I should say, Liu Kang. Yeah. If Nathan doesn't mind, I'll go with C. Liu Kang. Uh, I clearly know nothing about this. Well, sadly, the answer is D. Johnny Cage. What? That's so Lu- weird. Liu Lu- oh. Kang is actually the closest thing the Mortal Kombat franchise has to a main character. <laughs> I think if, if if you if but you follow the story of Mortal Kombat, he actually wins the first the first tournament in the first game. The funny he's the, the funny thing is the only the, name I recognized on that list was D. Johnny Cage. That's crazy. I just oh my god, that's so crazy. Oh, Liu Kang. Now I'm like oh yeah, the young guy. But even still, I don't know. Even if I knew he was the young guy, it was just like I don't know. I guess I too I put too much emphasis on. I think there's a better chance you'll know the next question than there is the the new. Then why don't we keep going? Let's just keep going. For sixty-four thousand points in Castlevania Three: Dracula's Curse for the NES, you start the game with ten lives by giving your character which of the following names: A. Ten lives. B. Help me. 
C. Belmont, or D. Konami. <laughs> I was like, I'll wait for Nathan. He's totally going to jump at this one. Um, uh, but I'm just going to, I would just say Belmont. Whatever. Yeah, that's what I would say. No. Oh. Answer is actually help me. B. You know, Andy, I feel like we know the next question better. Yeah? Okay, well, let's go on to the next question, then. I think you might not, but let's see what happens. For 125000 which game did not appear on the cover of a Nintendo Power magazine during 1991? Oh. A, Vice Project Doom, B, Final Fantasy II, C, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, or D, TMNT 3, The Manhattan Project? Wait, wasn't Final Fantasy... Two was a Super Nintendo game, so B. I like right Final Fantasy Two. Um, if you're going by the North American name, that was a Super Nintendo game, and I can't imagine. Wait, was was FF4 released as Final Fantasy Two here? Uh, yes, and then three was six. So, and uh, I know Robin Hood yeah, was. I, yeah, I would. I and Team NT was like that. huge, and Vice Project just seems like the most. Like a really weird thing that Nintendo Power would have on its cover in '91. How um, old were you at that point, Tyler? Uh, six years old. Okay, you were four years older than me. So, <laughs> I I don't know if that gives you any better of a chance. So I'm gonna say I'm I'm gonna really I'm gonna be weird I'm gonna I would go with Final with Final Fantasy. Yeah, that that sounds like some sound logic. It is some very sound logic, but it is not oh correct. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the answer is actually TMNT3, The Manhattan Project. I think they probably did a, pre- a preview on Final Fantasy 2 because, yeah, the Super NES came out in 92. So it would have been, had to have been a, a preview of some kind. All right. Moving, moving right along. Oh, wait. I didn't write a $250,000 question for this game. We're one question short. Well, oh, why did you underestimate us, Andy? I don't know. Look at this. Let's let's go. Let's find the one that I think you're most likely to get. Um, oh, here we go. You're never gonna get this one. Um, for 250,000 points, what is the price in English pounds for 1,000 DSI points purchased on the device? A, five pounds. D or B, nine pounds. C, ten pounds. Or D, twelve pounds. I'm trying to remember because I went. That I went to England not that long ago, but I'm trying to remember like how it works. If it's like the smaller number, I feel like their numbers are always smaller. I mean, I'll say a. I'll, I'll go ahead and say a. A, a, thou- wait, a thousand should be ten U.S. dollars, right? Yeah, and I think their so, their currency's like doubled, right? Like to ours, like roughly, roughly or something. So yeah, roughly. yeah, oh yeah, that sounds awesome. A sounds fine. The answer is B. <laughs> Nine pounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what am I thinking of? This is crazy. All right, continuing right along, five hundred thousand. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Which of the following features was released along with the Wii System Menu 4.0 in March 2009? A. Netflix. B. Photo Channel version 1.1. C. Nintendo Channel or D. SD card menu. It wasn't Netflix. It wasn't. Uh... I'm feeling like it was I, SD I feel card like menu. the Nintendo Channel, like, I thought you had to go to the Wii Shop Channel to buy Nintendo Channel, but, like, in a sense, like, to purchase it. Uh, yeah, that's why I think maybe it's SD card menu. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember, like, so it came out. Yeah, it was a long time. 
I'm trying to remember when, because I remember, like, comments about, like, Strong Bad, they said the sales picked up. I could believe that. And the photo channel, I felt like it was, like, a bit, it was late, but it wasn't that late. Well, yeah. this is 1.1, so it's an update. Right? Yeah, 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 I remember the, you remember the update, like, because it, it removed that you could play, um... Right. Yeah, they changed the file format of the music. Yeah, right. exactly. So how, so how close was that to the launch? I felt like that was a bit closer, but I don't yeah. know for sure. I guess it is between photo channel and SD card, but I think the timing, like the two years, because I know like WeWare didn't launch when when the thing launched, and it was that was like you know like a year out or something, and so another year on top of that. Uh, I'm saying SD card menu. Also, nine nine British pounds, uh, pound is equivalent to fourteen point two U.S. dollars. Just saying, I don't. I don't see here's the logic. The, here's the weird thing: it, it, it costs more to buy it on the device than it costs to buy a prepaid card. And and if you're paying in pounds, it costs more. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry, I'm thinking of this wrong. Um, a thousand points for DSI costs more than a thousand points for Wii. I think uh, for Wii it was like seven pounds, but for DSI for some reason it's nine. It was very specific, like saying purchase on the device. That should have been something that I don't know. I think there was a different price point for the for the prepaid card. That's though, too. weird. That's weird. But I guess we're both going well, with SD card menu, right? SD yeah, card menu. That's my answer. What do you think? Yeah, I think so too. Whatever. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, it seems sound. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> look. Congratulations. <laughs> look, Andy. Look. <laughs> See what happens is if I ask you a question about things that happened in 2009, it's a little easier for you guys to like logic your way through it. Uh, let's go to the million point question. Um, and good luck with this one. Nintendo Power started as a bi-monthly magazine in July and August 1988. What was the first issue of the magazine to feature a Zelda cover? A issue two, B issue four, C issue nine, or D issue eleven? Am I allowed to use my lifeline? <laughs> your poster? Oh, your lifeline. I thought you were like your big Nintendo, the last issue of Spider-Man, that big poster with all the issue covers. I remember it was early, oh, no. and I know it's like an overhead shot of like a real human being like dressed up as Link walking, and the, the shot's like from a bird's eye view. And I think it's... They had such weird magazine covers in the beginning. I feel like it was early. I'm going to go, like, I'll say... Or, or, yeah, I guess. That sounds dumb. No. I'll go with issue 9, personally. That's what I would say. Any thoughts, Nathan? Um, assuming this was a monthly magazine. It was a bi-monthly magazine. Bi-monthly. Every other oh, month. Uh, if I read the question. I was not alive for some of these issues. I don't know. Jeez, I don't know Jack about Nintendo. What was your answer, Tyler? I just said C9. Like, I can't really... I'm sure there's some way to be like, oh, bi-monthly, and then every two, and then when would they have reported on it? I don't know. See, because I don't even know if it was Adventure of Link or if it was First Settlement. Right. I don't know. Right. I think it came out late, because, like, the first cover of Super Mario Bros. 2. The the magazine that preceded Nintendo Power was the Fun Club magazine, and that had a cover spread on The Legend of Zelda. An issue like four of seven. So it's either. So the first, the first game it would have it would have covered would have been Adventure of Link. But if you can, you can make your own guess, and I'll just back you up on it. Yeah, nine. 
should have stuck with your gut. Answer is actually issue four. <laughs> oh. That's weird. I thought I'd seen really, really soon, and I, I just remember thinking of, like, uh, what is it, like, Castlevania 2 or something, like, where he's holding the, the head. The second one, yeah. And I was like, that seems early, and then saved by four. I think the third one is, I don't remember what the third one is, but yeah, the fourth one is that overhead picture of the, the dude wearing a Link costume. It's really fantastic. Um, for what it's worth, of, of the three games that I had pre-written out at a certain point, when I realized there was no 250-point question, I switched to a different game, uh, which is a good thing, because if, you, if I had continued along the same game, here's the million-point question you would have gotten. In Mortal Kombat 2, which stop-motion actor performed Johnny oh, Cage? Oh, wait, yeah, put it up. Because um, that guy did a weird ad. Oh, man. What really? Stupid okay. Name. I thought it was funny because we already had one Johnny Cage. Yeah, that is weird. I felt compelled to I remember, ask. Cause he did, I remember there was an ad with him, and he was like, this is the game I support, and it was like some like Mortal Kombat offshoot, and he got in like shit for it. <laughs> yeah, it's really, and it's like, has his autograph, but it's like his real name, but he like, is dressed up like Johnny Cage in the ad, like, like standing beside this arcade cabinet. Um, but why, see, I know all this stupid stuff, but then I can't remember people's names. He, you said he had a stupid name. Yeah, they're all these are all stupid names. Um, I don't know Daniel Piscina. His last name is an ana- almost an anagram for something very silly. No. <laughs> <laughs> is that stretching almost. it? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm gonna say B. Daniel Piscina. Final answer. Yeah. You 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 heard my logic. That's my way of suggesting you stick with that answer. Correct. It is Daniel Nice. <laughs> I was just like, I was trying to remember his, like, signature in my head of, like, the shape and how long it was. And, oh, it was, it was really weird logic. And then right away when I was like, I regret my answer, it was because I was like, his name's John Parrish. Maybe that was something. And then Johnny Cage, and they're like, oh, this guy's perfect. Oh, man. But that's cool. We got it. Yeah. Nice Yay. job. Well. You didn't. You didn't quite. You didn't quite get oh, there no. on your own. But you. You. You answered the hard question without too much. Too much help. Yeah. So nicely done, guys. <laughs> yeah. I think I used to tease Neil. Like I'd be like, I could totally get to the million dollar. I can answer these questions. Like as a as a listener, I was having an, an okay time. Um. But and, and so <laughs> I did. But not really. So. But. So I guess. You walked away at the 16,000-point question, even though you would have gotten the answer right. Yeah. Um, are you curious to see how much further you could have gone? Do it. We have time. Yeah. Why not, right? Yeah. Shall we? Want to keep going? All right. Tyler's back in the hot seat. No <laughs> lifelines. Let's just see how Some far you get. I'm gonna, we're going to pretend you didn't walk away at 16,000. All right. For, 30, for 32,000 points. Which of the following was never a member of the Nintendo Player's Choice lineup for GameCube? A. Super Smash Bros. Melee. B. Spyro Enter the Dragonfly. C. Star Wars Rogue Squadron 3 Rebel Strike. Or D. Beautiful Joe 2. Oh, I hope I don't shame myself because I was like this crazy admitted like Platinum Games fan. But I don't think it was Beautiful Joe 2. I don't think that was a Player's Choice game at all. So my answer is D. Final answer is D. Beautiful Joe 2. That's correct. Nicely done. Moving along, then, to 64,000. According to the recently released official Zelda timeline, which of the following games is second sequentially? A. Skyward Sword B. Minish Cap C. Majora's Mask or D. A Link to the Past Um... 
I'm. I think it's a. Uh, uh, I I feel like it's uh, D a link to the past. Uh, Minish. I know Minish Cap is like kind of like the weird. Yeah, that's like the Wind Waker. Is it the Wind Waker timeline? Yeah, Wind Waker timeline. So and second. Okay, cause I'm just thinking because I'm like I thought the whole thing was like Skyward Sword is the first game, and then afterwards it would be. Uh, the original Legend of Zelda, but I guess that's not what's going on. Um, so, I guess, um, no, I'm just gonna stick with it, whatever. I'm gonna go with, with D, a, a link to the past. No, the answer is actually Minish Cap. Oh my, Good to know I that is so weird. That's not in the Wind Waker storyline, you're thinking of Phantom No, it's just because of the art, when I think of the art, it's the... Is it not? It is. It's the same art style, but it's not. It's not tied to Wind Waker. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just thought the art style because the art style was the the Wind Waker art style, right? So, oh, it's too bad. Yeah. Damn. So the first game is Skyward Sword. It is Skyward Sword. Okay. I'm pretty sure the Skyward Sword is the beginning. Yeah, I thought so too. And then I, but I thought the Legend of Zelda was the next one. Minish Cap was one of the Legend of Zelda and Adventure of Link are both back to back in one of the branches. I don't think they're in the timeline before the the, the timeline splits. By the way, um, I think the timeline for Zelda is the stupidest thing ever. They should have never put it out. But I felt compelled to write a question about it because it seemed like good material. That's good. Uh, there, there's absolutely nothing to be gained from trying to analyze the order in which the Zelda story takes place because it's not it – wasn't written to be that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I always thought the Legend of Zelda worked better as – a story that's retold generation after generation, passed down, and therefore right. is reshaped by whoever tells it. But what do I know? I'm I'm no E.G. Anuma, right? <laughs> <sighs> anyway, Wind Waker HD, right, guys? Yay! Yeah. I I really enjoyed the announcements the other day. <clears throat> I was I was surprised how many people were down on them. Oh man, Just real briefly, were you more or less happy with what you saw, Nathan? Uh, you know I'm. Yeah, I'm super excited. I'm excited for the uh, Fire Emblem and SMT mashup because the Devil Survivor games are fantastic. So I know Atlas can make a mean uh, top-down turn-based strategy game, and they're probably going to throw a little more RPG elements into it than uh, what we typically get with the Fire Emblem. And maybe it means our weapons won't have durability. I don't know. I'm not that familiar with Shin Megami Tensei, but I do appreciate that they're putting those kinds of games out there. Right. Because it means they have a lot of faith in the platform. Yeah. So that's good. I um I think the the new Xeno game looks pretty, pretty Oh badass. that too, yeah. That got me to play Xenoblade yesterday. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. We Make recorded the thing up. yesterday. I just just was going nuts and uh about the whole thing. I was very enthusiastic about it and uh my thing was it wasn't even anything new. I was just like, ah, oh, more platinum games information. Wonderful one hundred and one is going to be the best. Yeah, definitely. And two stuff. And I'm and honestly, like, I know like a lot of people are pretty upset about having to pay to play virtual console games on GamePad, but I'm perfectly honest. I did not ever think there was a solution coming for that, so I'm pretty stoked. Yeah, neither did yeah. I. And I, you know, I don't care. The thing is, I'm probably going to pay for one or two games. Um, to get transferred, and that's it. I don't need everything else there. Because I'm still more than happy to go play it in, in Wii mode. It's not that bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then plus, like, it's like, who knows what's going to be offered, especially right out the gate. So. 
I was getting the strongest itch to play Shining Force 2 the other day, and I was really wishing I could play it on the gamepad. But now it kind of sounds like it may be a while before Genesis games get added, sadly. But anyways, that's that's this is not that segment. I just felt like talking about it since I don't get to do that very often. Aww. Schedules do not line up for me to record this particular podcast very often anymore. So thanks, guys, for staying up late, in your case, Tyler, and <laughs> hopping on with me, Nathan. We'll do it again sometime. And thanks for <laughs> having fun and us wasting questions. I'm sure someone's going to be angry with you and be like, "Why? Oh I, God, they're already written. Now we got to write new ones." I wrote them all. I asked people to write for some help, and no, no one stepped forward. So we have to write all new questions for the live show. Which, by the way, um, I probably should have mentioned this earlier on, but we did get accepted for another PAX East panel. Uh, so Neil will be leading the charge on a live version of this game uh, at PAX East. So if you're going to go to PAX East and you have interest in participating in that show, you just send an email to connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com and let us know that because we can probably make that work somehow or another. If you're interested, shoot us an email and um, and we'll let you know. I think probably Zach and I will be teaming up to write questions and I don't think Zach's going. Well, maybe Zach, Zach is going, but regardless, chances are him and I will team up to write questions again. But uh, if you're going to PAX East, it should be a lot of fun. I won't be there, but it should be a lot of fun. So, All right, thanks for joining us, guys. Oh, yeah, no thanks problem. Alright, and that will do it for episode 70 of Connectivity. As always, you can send us your listener mail to connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com. If you get a chance to rate and review us on iTunes, that would be awesome. And you should follow all of us on Twitter. Go to nintendoworldreport.com and look for the Twitter sidebar there to get all of our handles. Alright, we'll see you guys next week.